Spencer with the two-point ball. Number 17, soon to be raised to the Raptors. Loose ball, Brown for the tie. Oh, Got it. Man. Miracle here. And team drives down and throws it down. Wow. All right. What's up, what's up, Banner 18 Podcast? All right. So, what we're going to do today, because we didn't do two weeks, is we're going to go with our top ten in separate lists and then discuss about it. Top ten players of all time, franchises, duos, and then top five most influential players. Yep. And then we, also, we, we both have lists ready. We're, we're prepared, and we have two honorable mentions for each category. Mm-hmm. And then I saw, I just got a, a report that said the Miami Heat believe that Tyler Hero can be better than Devin Booker. Miami won't trade Hero unless they receive Giannis or Bradley Beal in return. Heat will not even consider including Tyler Hero in a trade for Victor Oladipo. And Bam Adebayo is an untouchable in all trade discussions. So. Yeah. Wrap up the news. Okay. okay so basically some of the per like parameters, I guess, I don't even know if that's the right word. Um, for these, for like, we'll go to the top 10 players. Let's first, I think this was like the longest. Um, so for top 10 players, it's, it's more about like the criteria, I guess is a couple, it's a, it's a few things. Mm-hmm. So one, obviously rings, Two, influence on basketball, which we're going to have a separate list on, but still, that's important. Three, hold on, let me finish that yep. one. I can hear you guys say something. Three, um, <laughs> I would say probably impact on, well, not necessarily influence, but impact on their franchise. And, how, like, how, I don't even know how to say this. Like, you'll you'll see what I mean once I get to, like, number five in my list. Because I have a player that represents what I'm trying to say. It's kind of mm-hmm. like... Like the your ability to like do well in your own, I guess. I'm not, I'm not. I don't really know how to say that, but like you get what I mean. But yeah, and it's it's more. You have to put into perspective. It's not as much a one v one between each player, like who battles out this player. Because I'm just gonna tell you now. Like we did this episode last week, MJ versus LeBron, and I kind of had LeBron edging out MJ or like tied ish. Because when it, when you do a full argument, I think it's either undecided or you can do one A and one B like they're the same. But on a yep. top on a top ten list, I have MJ first because when you're putting it into into perspective of ranking players, just like by of that whole criteria for all the players, I it's just it's a lot easier to put MJ first. It's just it makes more. It's like it's one of those things. It just kind of snaps. Like it's just like when you think of top ten players, you think MJ first, LeBron second. Like that's just that's how it snapped for me, and that's how I knew. Like okay. Like this is this is how this is how it has to be for now, but like, yeah. hopefully that makes sense. Yeah. All right. So for top ten players, I go with honorable mentions. Let me just start off with that is Hakeem Olajuwon, and I'm, I'm doing I'm doing honorable mentions last. I'm doing so my honorable mentions. So this is like twelve and eleven is Hakeem and Steph Curry. Mm. Top ten players of all time. Ten is Shaq. Nine is Kobe. Ten is Wilt. Wait, what? Ten? Is no, no. Eight is Wilt. Seven is Larry Bird. Six is Tim Duncan. Five is Magic. Four is Bill Russell. Three is Kareem. Two is LeBron. One is Michael Jordan. So Larry Bird at seven. 
So my only thing with Larry Bird mm-hmm. is that I would have put him. He told me this last week. I put him at six. I put him at five. And then I looked at Tim Duncan's career, and that dude is severely underrated, and nobody notices him enough. Yeah, but here's the thing: he played on. He's on my list as well. But like, he he's he was on a team. He was on a stacked team with one of the best coaches in basketball of all time. He had Tony Parker. Um, yeah, that's for, fair. For wondering, he had Kawhi. He had Manu. Like he had a lot. Yeah, of, I, I mean, get it. Okay, I'm not, I'm not discrediting him. I, I think he's one. I think. I think... He's great. But what do you, in perspective mm-hmm. of that Spurs franchise, like he, he plays a huge part, but he has five rings just because he stuck around in. Um, I think San Antonio. Which there's something to be said about that. But like yeah. at the same time, it's not like he solely won five rings. I think Larry Bird, uh, would be higher. It would be a lot higher on like everyone's list if he wasn't injury like in his later career, because he really just got riddled with injuries, and that really like he obviously is an already an all time great. He already leaves and everything, but injuries just started to derail him after '86, and that's what really killed them. And then when they had Len Bias, and when they were supposed to have Len Bias, and they were gonna have. Larry Bird and Kevin McHale all coming back, and then that just never worked out. So, and I think, I think there's like, I think what kind of is part of Larry Bird's argument is it's not as much always about the stats with him. If, if you watched, if you watch him play basketball, it's like some of the best basketball. You'll and ever that's see. what, and he's one of the best passers of all time. But he made that '86 Celtics team what they were. Like he and he has like the LeBron effect of making everyone else on the floor so much better. And Larry Bird, he just. I mean, he was a great trash talker. Let me get that started. He wasn't the greatest trash talker. That's always going to go to uh, KG. KG was a ridiculous trash talker. But um, Larry Bird would, like, he'd trash talk, and then he'd let his game back it up. Like, he walks into a three-point contest and goes, all right, who's getting second place? He backs his game up. And that's just always going to be respected to him is that he's able to do that, and he's able to do what he, like, he is solely able to go in and just beat every team. He put up what? A triple double as a lefty. He put up a near quadruple double. But he said I've already killed them enough. I'm done. Like he's ridiculous. And he deserves more credit than he gets. Wait, so who is your number three? Uh Kareem. Alright, who's your number four again? Bill Russell. Oh, that high? Over magic. Because well, if you really th- he's probably he's well he is the greatest rebounder ever. Uh he is mm. you could say Wilt, but he uh Russell's got the stats, he's the leader yeah, in rebounders of all time. Let's look at do you want oh well, you can't really look at it, but like we know from back then that like in the competition and there was like what, eight teams in the league? So yeah, yeah I, but I know his eleven. Also ring just think but yeah, league. to be fair, I mean he also in the championship he'd mostly go up against Wilt and he'd beat Wilt every time, so. I guess. Yeah, and also the 11 rings is 11 rings, so, I mean, you gotta give him that. Mm, I mean, 11 rings is, yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not discrediting his 11 rings, by the way, and I'm not saying there's an asterisk, I'm just saying compared to other rings, it's like, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. All right, did you go. see, hold on, did you see this, um, what's his name? I forget, who's the... Who's the GM for the Heat? I forget his name. I'm blanking Pat on his Riley? name. Yeah, Pat Riley. So he came out uh, the other day and he said there's an asterisk on the Lakers title. And people are posting, oh, he's just salty. They took that out of context. 
completely out of context. He goes out and says, I believe that if we had Drogic and Bam at 100%, we would have gone to Game 7. But there's always going to be that little asterisk that that happened. And people took that and said, oh, he's, he's, he's salty. He said that the Lakers didn't deserve this because he was in a bubble. I'll just... The asterisks are... I, I think... No, I think Pat Riley... Okay, we're going to get back to the thing in a second. But yeah, I think, yeah. Just real quick. I think Pat Riley makes a good point because, like, like, what is he supposed to say? Like, oh, yeah, they were just the better team. Like, no, of course. He wants to back up his, his team losing in the finals. And with all due mm-hmm. respect, it was... When you look at it, when you look at it objectively, there was no fans. There was no fan influence. The refs were so unbiased this year. Like usually they're biased and they give calls to one team. No, the refs are blatantly bad in the playoffs, but they were mm-hmm. unbiased. So that's not really as much of an argument. You can say, oh well, LeBron got the ref. Well, not really. Like maybe a couple calls went his way, but you can't argue that a couple calls didn't go the other way. That should have went yep. in the middle. But like what I'm trying to say is, like the Pat Riley argument is his, his argument is fair because. He's not saying, oh, the Lakers didn't deserve the title. Oh, there's a huge asterisk on it. Like, no, he, he knows that it, it was objective. Every, all the teams went into a bubble, and they battled it out, and the Lakers came out the championship. And, yeah, there's injuries. And he, he's saying maybe if we had Bam and Drogic, then it maybe would have went to a game seven. He's not saying, oh, yeah, no, he'd in seven if, if they don't get injured. Like, no. If, if, if you can't see mm-hmm. through that, then just, like, you got to understand. You gotta understand the context of it, and it's objective. Alright, back to the thing. Alright, so your turn. Alright, so. I think I, I kind of love my heart, but I, I just wrote it down, because I, I have kind of a bad memory. Um, so, I first, I have, actually, I'll do the honorable mentions first. Actually, no, I need, I need to do it this way first. So, number one, Michael Jordan. Number two, LeBron James. Number three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number four, Magic Johnson. Mm-hmm. Number five, Larry Bird. Number six, Dirk Nowitzki. Number seven, Bill Russell. Number uh, number seven, Bill Russell. Number eight, Kobe Bryant. Number nine, Shaq. Number ten, Tim Duncan. And honorable mentions are Wilt and Allen Iverson. Okay, uh, let me just get to the Dirk thing because I literally saw someone explain this uh, earlier. Why Dirk is not better than Tim Duncan? I I mean I saw the explanation earlier and it came out. All right, so Tim Duncan, if you look at the records, records, all of that, Tim Duncan has more points, more championships. I mean, if it wasn't for Ray Allen, he'd be 6-0. and He's got – he won Rookie of the Year. He's got more finals MVPs. He was on the all-rookie first team. Dirk was not on either of those. Hold on. Let me just actually pull up the video because the guy actually explained it really well. No, 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 no. No video. I want, I want to hear your thoughts about this. I don't want to no, hear no, someone else's so, thoughts. I mean, I was just – Basically, that's really proved it. He's got the points. He's got, I mean, 20 years. His whole career, he never missed the playoffs. He won Rookie of the Year. He won multiple MVPs. He won. He was 5-1 and one in the championship. Dirk was 1-1. One one. He's got the rebounds over Dirk. He's got the defense over Dirk. Dirk was a pretty bad defender, even for someone at 7-3. And he was pretty bad at rebounding, too, for someone at 7-3. Or how tall is he, 7-1? Yeah, but that's so, not his play style, which is part of why I think he's that good. Yeah, but his play style also goes into Dirk. I mean, it goes into Tim Duncan. Because his play style was, what, the fadeaway jumper? Yeah, fadeaway, one of the greatest post scorers of all time. Yeah, that's what Tim Duncan did. He did the fadeaway shot. That's what he did, like, his entire career, if you, like, watch him. Like, that was his shot, was the fadeaway in the corner or the fadeaway from anywhere. He Tim Duncan would be good at that. 
Obviously, the rookie stats, he got into the finals in his second, third year. All right, but here's the thing. I think Tim Duncan is more of part of the Spurs franchise. I think Dirk Nowitzki is his own franchise. I think when you look at, I don't even think of like the Mavericks in that time period. I just think, oh, that that whole Dirk, whenever Dirk Nowitzki was really playing, I think like that whole dominant period, I, I don't even think of the Mavericks. I think, oh, that was, that was Dirk Nowitzki's team. That was Dirk's team. Who did he play? Oh, he was playing with Dirk. When you think of Tim Duncan, you think, oh, Spurs five rings, that dominant Spurs team. Had, that had Greg Popovich. Like, th- that's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's that factor that I was talking about. That I was doing my spoil, but that factor of, like, alone impact. Like, he literally... Okay, I'm not going to say he didn't have any help, because some years he did. Mm-hmm. But Dirk, like, single-handedly created, like... in. Okay, so he had parts of his game taken from different players, but he had his own unique play style, and yeah, maybe he wasn't the greatest rebounder, but he wasn't so he wasn't like built to be a rebounder. Like he didn't need to rebound. He had other players mm-hmm. on the team to do that, and he did get rebounds. By the way, he wasn't the greatest rebounder, but that wasn't his role in the team. His role in the team was one of the best leaders ever. And I'm saying Tim Duncan is also a great leader, but Dirk himself, for however many years he's in the league, I, I didn't look it up, but he was contending every year, basically like by himself. And when you think of those Dirk teams, you think of Dirk Nowitzki. You don't think of the Mavericks and the rest of the teams. You think of Dirk Nowitzki, which is my argument for why he's number six. And, like, ahead of, like, Bill Russell, Kobe Bryant, Shaq, I mean, I just yeah. I think he's, I think he's but, so influential. Like, but Tim Tim Duncan crushes Dirk Nowitzki when it comes to accolades. He's got more more All-NBA. He's got more All-Defensive. He's got more All-Star appearances. That's great, but He's I'd, got an All-Star MVP. I'd rather have Dirk Nowitzki on my team for 10 years than Tim Duncan. More Finals MVPs. He's got a rookie team. He's got more MVPs. He's got more championships. He's He's got all of these that are more over what Dirk Nowitzki has. Uh, don't get me wrong. Dirk is a great player. I think he's top 15 all-time. But I don't think he's better than Tim Duncan. I think Tim Duncan holds everything over him. I think Tim Duncan... Over his career, he averaged 19, 10, and 3. And like you said, that was with Tony Parker and Manu Ginobili. That's with another two players. Like, that's... Yeah, but does Tim Duncan win any rings without them? Does he win any rings without... Well, yes, he won. He won one basically by himself. Does he win one without Pop? Yes, I think he wins one. Didn't he win one in um, 99 without Pop? Mm. Or was that ninety eight? It was his second season. Yeah, but he he had help uh, with players. He had it was just, well, it was just him and David Robinson. It wasn't da- like him and like just a bunch him of and other David players. Robinson. David that was David Robinson. That, I mean, this was old David Robinson. All right, but like, this but is still. Like out of prime. They got one ring, and then Tim Duncan went out and carried them, and they got their second ring, and then he retired. No, um, what's his name? Retired. David Robinson retired. But Dirk, once again, he had the one final. He had two finals runs. One of them, obviously, is something we always will hold above LeBron, is that loss to the Mavericks. But the other one was the loss to Shaq and Dwayne Wade. And also, didn't um, didn't Dirk have Steve Nash that year? Mm, yeah, but that wasn't like as much prime Steve Nash. No, I think he, I think that was his last year before the Suns. But yeah, he was still he wasn't like as good as he was. He wasn't like MVP Steve Nash, and also Steve Nash is very underrated, anyways. Yeah. But 
Um, Steve Nash is an honorable mention. He just didn't make it onto my top two. Steve Nash, people like really. Same with Paul Pierce. People just really. They don't notice him enough and they don't uh, give him enough credit. Like Steve Nash, people are trashing on his MVP season saying Shaq should have gotten it. I mean, Steve Nash took a 30 win team and got them to 60 plus. If that is an MVP, I don't know what is. All right, back back to the thing. So we're Mm -hmm. kind of moving on from Dirk. We we agree to disagree. I think Dirk deserves that spot based off of his, like, I I don't even know what, like, I don't know how to describe it. Just off his legacy. Yeah, but I'm, I mean, I'm still taking, like, Tim Duncan is the greatest power forward ever. And I'm, I dared to say that I'd take Carl Malone over him. As much as I don't want to say that, I'd take Carl Malone over Dirk. But, I mean, the thing with Carl Malone is if he didn't do what he did, he'd be top 15. But he did it. I, I, so and don't get me wrong. I think I would take I would take Kobe. I would take Shaq over Dirk on a team if I was building a team. And I think mm-hmm. they're both great. Pl- like, obviously, Kobe's one of the best of all time, and people consider him top three. But on a – like, here's the thing. He's not if, top if you, three. If you go Kobe Bryant versus Dirk, Maybe I you could I could see Kobe Bryant with the five rings, two of them he was carrying. I I, I could see that, but like Dirk had just the circumstances for Dirk were like so much different, which is why I respect his legacy. Dude, so the hold one... on, here's the thing: I, yep. there's no disrespect to any of the players mm-hmm. below Dirk. I just have so much respect for Dirk's legacy. That's why I have him at six. But I, I can't I can see if you have him below six. I can understand that. If you don't have him on your top ten, I can understand that. It's just his legacy mm-hmm. for me. I have so much respect for him, which is why I have him at six. All right. Are you questioning well, any of my other? No, no, no. I was saying, um, what was I saying? Oh, I was saying the one-on-one argument makes no sense. Yeah, no, one, no, that's that's not. People like imagine saying that like, oh, who's gonna win on a one-on-one? Do you think Hakeem's gonna win, or do you think I don't know, a Magic Johnson's gonna win? I mean, Hakeem is a brick wall. Who do you think's gonna win that? Yeah, like, like that, no, that if, argument ain't one on ones don't fa- like if you did a one on one tournament between my like my top ten players, like who knows? Like it's not really fair to say. It's gonna be Shaq. Well, who's stopping yeah, Shaq? Exa- like, it could, yeah, exactly. It's, it's probably gonna be Shaq. It might be LeBron. Because it's just gonna be like the most built player for like. Because if you look at my list, the only player who's really gonna compete with Shaq are the centers. Which or three, or, or for me, it'd probably be Kobe or MJ, just well, for their ability to shoot. And LeBron, and yeah, because they can all shoot. Oh, actually, Larry Bird, too. Larry well, Bird yeah, no, but, no, but Larry Bird wouldn't really as much be able to because he wouldn't... Because the thing about, like, Kobe and MJ is they can both shoot and drive. They're versatile like that. Larry Bird was more built for assisting and making other players great. Mm-hmm. I'm not doubting Larry Bird, by the way. He can also... All right. Pass. Let's go to franchises. Oh, yeah, hold on. I was supposed to say something. Um, honorable mm-hmm. mentions, AI and Will. I have AI as an honorable mention for the same reason I have Dirk. I think AI's legacy on the game is one of the greatest. And I didn't have him as top 10 because he, I, I don't know, I just didn't feel he was really, like, quite there. I think if he got a ring, he'd be higher. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was kind of part of it. But, like, I just feel like he, I respect his legacy a lot as, like, a, as a point guard with his height, being able to do what he's done has honestly proved, I think it's gotten a lot of people drafted that wouldn't have been drafted that were able to show off their skills because people saw, oh, well, AI could do this, so how do we know this kid can't do this? I think that's part of it. I think he created a legacy, and I think he created a lot more opportunity for the NBA to grow where uh, players from different heights can see, like, 
you can see them developing different skills and then actually showing them in the NBA. Mm-hmm. All right. Franchises. So this one's interesting. Uh, can I go first? Yeah. Yep. All right. So, okay, if you don't have, if you don't have, like, the top three like this, then I don't know what yours is. Lakers, Celtics, Spurs. It, it's not. Yeah, that's fine. It, it, actually, no, Bulls and Spurs rever- irreversible. I have Bulls at four. Here. Here's my thing with the Bulls. Michael Jordan doesn't go there. They're one of the worst franchises in history. You could say the same about the Cavs with LeBron. LeBron doesn't go there. They're one of the worst franchises in history. Yeah. All right. So- and that's how it's always going to go down, but I still have the Bulls. Yeah, no, I, I, I have Lakers, Celtics, Spurs, Bulls, Warriors, Jazz, Bucks, 76ers, Rockets, Mavericks, uh, Rockets, Mavericks, and honorable mentions, I have Cavs and Heat. So basically, a quick explanation. So obviously, Lakers first. If you don't think the Lakers are the best franchise in NBA history, and it's like, oh, well, they're tied for Celtics with the rings. But like, who cares? Because Bill Russell had 11 of our rings. So you want to make that argument. It's really like, well, I mean, like Bill Russell and Bird. Minneapolis, I told you last time, Minnesota won a ton of their rings, and they and they credit it, but they won't retire Mike. And All right, but aside from that, it doesn't even, it's not even about that. It's just how dominant, like, how dominant... And they have off years, obviously. Like that little, like, stretch in between Kobe and LeBron where they, they weren't good. But the thing is, look at the duos that have come out of that city. Look at the dominance. Like, you have Kareem and Magic. You have Shaq and Kobe. And you have LeBron and AD now. And you have LeBron in the city, which automatically kind of qual- qualifies that, like, more. Well, yeah, because first, it's L.A. And you've heard it from Magic. You've heard it from everyone. They just attract the superstars because it's Los Angeles. Yeah. They're going to attract the superstars every time. They got they attracted Wilt, Kareem, Shaq, and now LeBron and Anthony Davis. So they're going to get the superstars every time. And that's why they assume that they're going to get every superstar who's available because And they do. Los and that's, Angeles. You know what? That, sometimes that's just how it is. Like, it, And what's great about the Celtics is that they don't attract stars. They just... Well, now, now we kind of do. It's, it's easier for now, now we, 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 have, we also have a legacy, so I think players are starting to look at that more when coming to Boston. Did you see what, but... you see what happened Gordon Hayward Yeah. today? Oh, no, no. Wait, what happened? Gordon Hayward is reportedly doing the Al Horford plan this offseason. Which is what? Opt out and get a bag somewhere. Oh, well, we'll see about that. Um. Anyway, I would say... Bo- it's it's Lakers and then Boston and that I think that's where the, the rings kind of come in. I think just Boston, like you, you can't not put Boston there. Like even if I Bill think Russell it can go rings, you, you can't argue that. I think it can go Celtics or Lakers either way. I don't really care. They can go either way. You could put Celtics at one or Lakers at one. It doesn't really matter. That's just how it's gonna roll. So for my top ten, for honorable mentions, I put Miami and um, Supersonic slash Thunder. So, top 10 franchises. 10 is Knicks. I know they've been horrible recently, but if you look at their past, mm, they've always been no. a, a solid team. I disagree. Also, also it's New York, so you got to give them some Yeah, but that's, I think that actually hurts them because it's New York and they're that low. I think that hurts them. Yeah, I mean, I know the recent years have been bad. Like, if we count recent years, then take off the Pistons, take off the Bulls, take off the Sixers take off the Knicks from my list. Like, those are all gone if we count recent years. But, like, how they've been, like, like even in the 70s, they were ridiculous. And in the late 90s, Ewing should have won a ring. But, anyways, so, top 10 players. Um, I mean, top 10 franchises is Knicks, Rockets, 
Heat. No, wait, no. Rockets. Oh, for honorable mentions, I put Heat down in two spots. That's my bad. Uh, honorable mentions are the Sonics and the Suns. No, the Jazz. Did that low? Okay. Yeah, so Knicks, Rockets, Heat, Sixers, Pistons, Warriors, Bulls, Spurs, Lakers, or Celtics. And the thing with the Warriors, just recently, their dominance, that just really propelled them. With Yeah, like, it does. They really should have won all of the past, like, five years. Injuries hurt that, and the 3-1 to one comeback. Injuries and the 3-1, yeah. If they don't do that... First of all, if LeBron loses that finals, that 3-1 finals, he's out of the... He's out of the go debate, right? Yeah, because he, he falls to three and three and six again. So yeah, he fall out of that because he never had beaten the Warriors and he wouldn't be looked the same. And the only teams he had ended up beating were the Spurs and the Heat. And I don't think people are really gonna look at that. But um, the Spurs, Lakers, and Celtics—you got to have those three. The Spurs over twenty years never miss the playoffs. Uh, the, Bulls, the Bulls, Michael Jordan, Derrick Rose, Rose um, um, the Warriors, obviously the past few years. The Pistons were dominant. Like, the Bad Boy Pistons were very good. And then over the 2000s, they were also very good those years. The Sixers True. were good good in the 1900, well, no, 20th century. Uh, they fell off in the 2000s. Like, in the early 2010s, they were good, but they, they did fall off. In the years before the last, like, three. Um, Heat, you know, they've always been a good team. They had LeBron, they had Shaq, they had Dwayne Wade, Alonzo Mourning. List can go on from there. Uh, Rockets. Yao Ming. James Harden. Hakeem. Clyde. Once again. And the Knicks, and the Knicks they just, they, just they, dominated they dominated in the 70s. They should have been better in the 90s. If Michael Jordan wasn't there, they'd be a lot better. Um, other than that, yeah, because I couldn't really think of a team that'd be over the Knicks just because I don't really feel like the Jazz would be over I think it. I the Jazz Sonic. are because you're saying if MJ wasn't there. Well, the Jazz were that, that, that almost stopper. Like, the Jazz were the contender there. Uh, yeah, uh, another thing with, um, yeah, but the Jazz have also, they haven't been very good since then. Like, the last few years have been their great years. Like, I know the Knicks, I mean, actually, I'm kind of contradicting myself, but the Knicks were good in the early 2000s. The Jazz really have not been. I mean, the Jazz, they had the third pick a couple of years ago, and they took a Nes Cantor. So... Obviously, I mean, that's they, a bad draft. They make draft. the poor draft that's, that's, choices. No, okay, that's, that's a bad draft pick. But, like, they also took Donovan Mitchell at, like, 15. They didn't take Donovan Mitchell. Really? They traded okay. for him. And they traded for Rudy Gobert, well, that's too. Still, those are still smart trades because they traded for him young. Yes. So I'm still giving them credit. I thought they yeah. I could have sworn they drafted Mitchell. No, they uh, the Nuggets drafted Mitchell, and then they traded him to the Jazz. And then the Nuggets drafted Gobert, and they traded him to the Jazz. Okay, well, still. So the Nuggets, if they were smart, 
could have had a lineup known as Jamal Murray, Donovan Mitchell, Michael Porter Jr., Rudy Gobert, and Nikola Jokic. You know, it's a world of ifs. If if Jordan didn't retire, we'd have nine or ten rings. But if, all right, all right. So yeah, let's get into duos. You can go first. All right, Tennis Stockton and Malone. That's too low. No, not not because of the people higher than him. Nine is Tim Duncan and um, David Robinson. Eight is Isaiah Thomas and Joe Dumars. Seven is Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Six is LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Five is Bird and McHale. Four is Kobe and Shaq. Three is Magic and Kareem. Two is Kusi and Russell. And one is Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Honorable mentions, I actually had a couple of these. Uh, Shaq and Penny. AD and LeBron. Pearson Garnett. And then Stephen Clay. Honestly, I don't have any honorable mention here because I didn't. If you were on this list, then you didn't really deserve to be on this list. I think there's a gap. I think that Stephen Clay could and Pearson Garnett could have been on this list, but I think all these players are. Much all better. right, so mine is starting from the top. Number one, Kareem and Magic. Number two, MJ and Scotty. Number three, Kobe and Shaq. Number four, LeBron and Dwayne Wade. Number five, Curry and Durant. Number six, Stockton and Malone. Number seven, Russell and Kuzi. Number eight, Bird and McHale. Number nine, LeBron and Irving. Number ten, Duncan and Parker. And my thing, my thing with this year is, you have to remember when you're talking about duos. There's like a couple things that are that kind of like that. The thing with duos, it's kind of confusing because there's like like one of the things you have to look at is. I'm, I don't know how to phrase it. It's like you have to look at how big is the gap between the two players and how big is the gap between those two players and the rest of their team. So, like, for, like for example, um, Kareem and Magic, I put them so high because there wasn't – the gap wasn't as much there. They were they were so compatible and so dominant. And, like, the gap from them – the gap between them and the rest of their team was pretty big. Like, it was clear. Like, them together won them. And I'm not saying they didn't have help and they didn't have good teammates. Like, James Worthy. But it was it was clear like that was the duo that won that that won those titles. I think that's uh, what kind of upsets me, knowing how much I like the Magic. That if Shaq and Penny, all they had to do was just stick together. All Magic fans, because Magic fans were actually the deciding factor for Shaq. They wanted him gone. So they don't do that. I don't believe Penny Hardaway will get riddled by injuries because he's not Shaq with him. And I believe they would win a championship because Kobe wouldn't get Shaq. And Shaq would spend his prime with Penny Hardaway. And if Penny Hardaway really didn't get injured, he'd without a doubt be a top 10 player, maybe top 5 player of all time. Just because of how he played, he was on track to be it. Because in like his third mm-hmm. season... He was already, like, in 2K terms, like a 97 overall in his third season. So, he was getting better. He was already getting compared to Jordan. And then he got hurt. And he just was never the same player. And we always just think that Penny should have won one. And if they really won one, they would be at one of the top of the, one of the top of the 
uh, list of duos. Penny Hardaway would be top ten player of all time. They just Shaq's leaving just caused a ripple effect that just knocked out of Penny Hardaway's career. And then the Magic had to wait because Tracy McGrady was good, and then yep. he left. And then they had to wait for Dwight Howard, and then he left. And now they're just stuck. They're going to be stuck in eight seed hell for a while unless Markel Fultz and John Isaac develop. All right. So anyway, get back to my list. Um, mm-hmm. are you questioning anything on this? Because it sounds like you are. Um. Let me say it again. Okay, yeah. So Kareem and Magic, MJ and Scotty, Kobe and Shaq, LeBron and D Wade, Curry and Durant, Stockton and Malone, Russell and Kuzi, Bird and McHale, LeBron and Irving, and Duncan and Parker. You have LeBron and Kyrie yep. on your list. All right. I uh, think I think I think do, it, I th- no. Do you I th- have anything related to Isaiah Thomas? Anything with Isaiah Thomas on your list? No, I don't because I think that was more of a team. I think Isaiah Thomas led that team, but I think that was more of a team, not as much of a duo. But oh, here's my thing with Isaiah Thomas: from '84 to '90, '90 what '92, he was winning. He had a guy aside him. He had Joe Dumars aside him that was also uh, winning with him, and that he was like his second hand mm-hmm. man. Like, you could really go out and say with any of these teams, it's a team effort. But in the end, there's always going to be two no, players who that's are not really true. duo. That is no. Most the most of the time, most of the time, it is true. The exceptions for that are, um, probably the Celtics in 2008. 15-16 Warriors. Yeah. Um. Dirk Seer. Yes. When clearly. he won. He didn't have anyone as a second. Like, you could say Tyson Chandler, but I know Tyson Chandler won Defense Player of the Year, but, I mean. Yeah, that's kind of true. He wasn't, like, he wasn't like a top ten player in the league. And I would always find interesting about the LeBron-needed-Pippen argument is, I mean, that Jordan-needed-Pippen is, um, Scotty Pippen had seven All-Stars in his career. None without Michael Jordan. Yeah, no, that's the and, thing. I think they kind of needed each other. That's why I put them so high. And I think it's clear there's a gap between yeah. Andrew and Scotty. But I think it's clear that they mutually knew. Like, they, they needed each other to win. And that's fine. And I'm not saying MJ, like, desperately needed Scotty. Or Scotty desperately needed MJ to succeed. Because if they didn't have each other, we would see different results. But it is what it is. It happened. And I, yeah, I and think, I think we, we all know, like, they mutually had that relationship. And I think that made them a great duo. And eat. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and I think cool. that even if there's a much a, a skill gap, the gap between them, relationship-wise, with the rest of the team and the like, the dominance, I think that's I think that there's not really a gap. So, you have them at yep. two, right? So my only thing with them at two, um, I put them at one just because they were in their primes with each other. They played their best versions of basketball with each other. Uh, Kareem and Magic didn't. Kareem was sort of out of his prime. He was still very good, but he wasn't what he was in Milwaukee. Um, Magic was leaning towards. He was still very dominant. Actually, he was probably in his prime with Kareem. He was very good with Kareem. But, I mean, Jordan didn't let anyone stand in his way. 
And that's what Magic Johnson let um, he let the Celtics win. He didn't let the Celtics win. The Celtics were such a good team at the time. Yeah, and they were a good team. And obviously they were a great team. But, I mean, Jordan beat some... Like, the plumber argument makes no sense because I'm pretty sure LeBron would get his ass whooped by Hakeem Olajuwon in the paint. Let me just say that. Yeah, but um, MJ never faced him in the finals. Not, not talent-wise. Not talent-wise. I just think that Hakeem was just too big and too dominant in the paint for LeBron. Because um, LeBron never got to play Shaq. So, I mean, obviously Jordan didn't too, but Jordan kind of got a young Shaq. But I'm just saying, like, if neither of them really got to play the Shaq and Jordan never faced Hakeem in the finals. I think but, I think you're overanalyzing but, this. I don't think it comes down to, oh, well, LeBron never had to face Hakeem in the paint. Like, I'm, I'm sorry, that makes no sense. I think you just mean face him as a team. I'm, I'm just trying to say uh, the talent level. <laughs> I don't even know where I'm going anymore. Um... What I was going to say is I actually did watch some videos of Jordan versus Hakeem, and Jordan was just owning him. I mean, yeah, he was not, just – he'd get him a paint. It's about, okay, well, how would LeBron match up against every individual player, and how, how many points would he score in the paint? Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, if you put Michael Jordan against, like, I don't know, someone giant in the paint, like, if you put Michael Jordan against Shaq, he's not going to win every time. Like, he's not going – undefeated against Shaq. Like, neither is LeBron. There's, like, basically, the position is what they need, or, like, Michael Jordan could probably beat any... Michael Jordan could beat anyone in today's era. Uh, just because of the center. The center position is small. But, like, LeBron, how big the center position was, that's going to be a lot different than... Facing the six ten, six eight centers that are in today right now, like Bam Adebayo, six foot eight, and I mean he's six eight. That's all I can say. All right, but aside from that, get back to the duos. Like, mm-hmm. I, I would just ha- I'd have Kareem and Magic up there against Scotty and MJ. I don't know. I just feel like I th- when I see a duo, I see Kareem and Magic. Like that that duo is just dominant. Like, and all the duos were dominant, but. And, oh, yeah, for LeBron and Irving, I think, and I know, like, they had their issues, and Kyrie, de- quote-unquote, demanded a trade. And I think they just had, I think it got to the point where after they played the Warriors, I think it was the Warriors that kind of broke them up, because they had to play a super team, and, like, like they're not going to... They're not going to win every year if they're going to play a super team. That's going to cause issues if they're going to go back to the finals and just lose and have injuries. Like, it's, it's not it's not like that. Like, if, okay, let's, let me put it to you this way. If the super team Warriors wasn't mm-hmm. formed, Kyrie and MJ win four rings. Actually, not four. Actually, no, possibly four rings. Because I that what, what that would mean would be they're winning rings against the second best team that the Warriors had to play. And if they win those rings, they stay together. Because they would fi- they would eventually figure out their compatibility mm. issue. Because the so, thing is, the Warriors tested their compatibility when it comes to losing, and they they didn't want to lose. Kyrie was like, oh, "I'm done. I'm not just gonna keep losing to the Warriors. I'm gonna leave." So, I believe that if the Warriors just deleted themselves before they could win their first ring, um, what I believe could have happened was the Thunder. Thunder were getting the finals in 2015 and 2016. <laughs> They're losing. 
No, they would have won one out of two. They would have. 2016 was Russell Westbrook's year. Actually, yeah, but what they would have got in 2015. What would it have been? If they would have got in 2015, not 2016. Kevin Durant was leaving no matter what. So 2015, they would get to the finals and they would beat LeBron. So they would beat LeBron once. So they beat him. 2016, it'd be Rockets versus. I think it'd be Rockets Cavs for the next two two years. Three years. Yeah, three years. It'd be Rockets versus Cavs. I think in year one, LeBron gets to win. In year two, James Harden gets to win. Because once again, in the 2018 year, um, no, wait, for the next three years. So, hold on, let me just think for a second. 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019. So, four years, it'd be... Three years. It'd be Cavs versus Rockets. 2016, LeBron wins. 2017. 2017, LeBron wins. 2018. 2018, Rockets win. So, James Harden would get a ring. Chris Paul would get a ring. And then... Uh, Rockets would be in the finals. This is the last year of Chris Paul and James Harden. And they would put, face the Raptors, and the Raptors would still win. So, yeah, if the Warriors never existed, LeBron's record would be better. Like, I think in the end, LeBron would still end up being like 6-4 and four instead of 4-6. and six. So, I, I, I just think they're that you know. high. I think Kyrie and LeBron just gives the potential of that duo. And I think if they reunite, which they probably won't, but I mean, if they were to reunite, and I think that's just that's just no, that's they one won't. of the best basketball wise duos. I think I think Kyrie likes. Oh yeah, no, I'm not doubting that. But I mean, I think that team's gonna be not not talking end up well. But either way, not my point. My point is, I think that's just one of the best basketball duos ever. And I think. Mm-hmm. I don't know Kobe and Shaq number. I don't know how you have Kobe and Shaq below three. That those two like I know they they only three peated. Sounds ridiculous. Only three peated. And I guess I know they had chemistry issues <laughs> and you know it happened. But you can't ignore dominance. You can't. My, one of my favorite things I like to say. You can't ignore or deny greatness. And they were greatness. They were dominance. But you can't deny greatness. That was greatness. And whether or not they broke up, well, you know. It happened. It's like a it's like a band. That was kind of a bad analogy, but it's kind of like a band. Like they were dominant and they broke up, but you mm-hmm. know what? It happens, and they were still dominant. You can't deny the yeah. fact they three peated, and that was insane. Imagine if they stayed together. Potential. Yeah. All right. On influential players, I don't actually have any um for influential players. I don't have any uh. What's it called? You can have like a list. Uh, honorable mentions. I don't have any honorable. Mentions. I don't, I, I don't, I don't have, have stuff. I'm just gonna go off the top of my head because I, I already know. So, uh, my number five is Kobe. I think he wouldn't be on this list, but I think after his death, he definitely moved up into top five. I think he won. Well, what do you mean, like on your up. list or on everyone's list? Yeah, but everyone's why did he move list. up on your list? Just because everyone's list. Oh, uh, I think I, I had him at five already. I wouldn't have changed it. Um. My reasoning is his play style, what he did, like his mentality really went out and was like very influential to a lot of, lot of people. 
Four is Allen Iverson. Yes. Um, his handles. His how he dressed. Um, his handles, how he dressed. His layup game. I think that all changed the game. Started the changing of the game of basketball. Three is LeBron. I don't. Yeah. I don't really need to say anything. LeBron is LeBron. Two is Steph Curry. Mm. Steph Curry changed the game uh, with three ball with a three ball, and probably is going to be changed for a long time. I don't see it changing for a while. Well, then, I see number, number one. What the influence? Jordan. Yep. Michael Jordan. So, if you go back before the nineties, uh, the NBA was dying. Like, oh, okay. I dying. see. You mean like okay? Yeah. No. No. I I understand your argument now. Yeah. So. He, yeah, he the NBA did. was dying, and Michael well, Jordan came in and stuff? picked it up. Is this influencing the NBA or influencing and changing the game of basketball? I don't think this was clear when we like. I think this it's. Yeah, it, it was not clear. I think it's this influencing like the NBA mm-hmm. and how their fans. Okay, are. well, because actually, hold on. We're gonna do this, two separate Jordan lists now. Came in. So the first list, which is I didn't, I think we misunderstood each other. So this list is um how like they influence the NBA, not the game of basketball, the NBA. And it's fans. Yeah. Like, as yeah. fans? Yeah, your list is accurate. No, your list is oh. accurate. Yeah, my list is... In a, I don't think it's going to change. I think it's going to go Kobe, Allen Iverson, LeBron, yeah, no, Steph, I agree. and Michael Jordan. Um, okay, so my list for that would be... Uh, hmm. I would say... Allen Iverson. Um, okay, so number four here. It's kind of hard to explain, but I have, like, a duo. I have... Le- um, Larry Bird slash Magic Johnson. Number three, I have Steph Curry. Number two, I have LeBron. Number one, I have MJ. And the reason I have Magic, yep. um, mm-hmm. Larry, just that's such a great rivalry. And I think in that '80s time period, that brought a lot of attention to basketball. And I think that brought that brought that brought the rivalry of the LA and Boston. I think that got a lot of people watching across the country. Two major cities battling it out once again, and it would create a rivalry that we see now. Like it's national television every time the Celtics play the Lakers because of that rivalry. I think that set up a lot of things. And I'd say number one LeBron or number one Jordan because he he, he yeah, he kinda like he kinda crushed the NBA there in that time period. So I'd I'd give him to that. So now for influence the actual game of basketball. Number five I have Dirk. Number four Allen Iverson. Number three um LeBron James and then it's it's kind of hard to explain. Like, I, I I don't really know how to phrase this. Like, wait, so I I so hold on. I I literally just lost my train of thought. Hold on, you guys. I literally just completely lost what I was saying. Mm-hmm. What? Okay. I have bad memory. Okay. Um. I don't. <laughs> All right. So, what I'm saying is, for Michael Jordan's change, what he went out and what he did was. He took the game of basketball, and shoes also weren't a big thing. Like Converse was there, but I don't think a lot of people were really wearing shoes like basketball shoes. And Michael Jordan comes in. He Matt, I'm confused. Are you talking about the first list that we did for influence? Uh, yeah, I'm talking about my list. I don't. I. I don't know what you. Yeah, no, I was just. I was about. To, I. I completely lost track. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. So I was trying to say. Yeah. Um, like I, I was, I was trying to dif- differentiate the like the two lists of like influence, because inf- influence on like NBA and influence on basketball. But yeah, number two, you can have like I would say, kind of, kind of MJ there, 
And then number one, Steph Curry. Yeah, Steph Curry is going to be number one on everyone's list for influential, like how they changed the game of basketball. He definitely changed it. Reggie Miller. Well, the Reggie Miller was one of the great three point shooters. Reggie Miller was ahead of his time. He's one of the great three point shooters. But Steph Curry changed the game. I think that. I think that Ray Allen was yeah. also ahead of his time. Because Ray Allen was, uh, he started shooting threes in the 2000s and then retired in like 2012, 2013. So he was, um, he just, he was ahead of his time. I think if he, he'd still thrive in today's NBA. And I think um, Reggie Miller also could thrive, really depends. But, well, I think I was talking with Jordan. Uh, the shoe brand changed the NBA forever. When he got his first shoe, he just changed the shoe, like the shoe world. You hear a lot of people, they're like, oh yeah, my first ever shoe was the Jordans. So he really just, because he took the, like, the shoe game and just changed it. Because he got his own brand. And people were, like, buying it during the 90s. Like, that was the thing to get during the 90s was the Jordan shoe. Like, the new Jordan yeah. shoe was out. So, there's that. Uh, the NBA was dying. It was in a dying landscape. Patrick Ewing uh, was one of the main points that really got it up and kicking. Like, the NBA was... It was dying. And, um... The Knicks getting the one pick... Was such like a big thing for them because that was the guaranteed star. That was the Zion. That was the Zion. The guaranteed star. And that's what the Knicks got. That's what New York got. That's why people think it was rigged because the NBA needed something and getting and New York getting a superstar. Save the NBA. And then when Michael Jordan came along, it started to die again. And he took off. Throughout the 90s, he carried the NBA. He carried the sports world on his back. Football. The Bills. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Bills were the Bills. Baseball wasn't as big. Hockey was... I mean, hockey isn't as big. Like, I'm, I still love to watch hockey, but it's never going to be as big as basketball. So basketball really just carried the sports world on its back throughout the 90s. And I think that's why Jordan had a giant influence on the game of basketball. I, I agree. I agree. I guess. But I'm saying, like, I think I'm talking about more like, I, under, I think that, I just think that's more, I mean, I guess, I think that's just more an influence on people that watch basketball, people who want to play basketball, people who watch the NBA. But I understand, I understand what you're saying with like, yep. the game of basketball and Michael Jordan. Like, he did kind of revive it. And I, I think, I think I don't know. I, I, at that time, like, the media sport, I mean, I wasn't alive, so I can't really speak on this as well. But, I mean, the sports media was just not the same back then. Like, everything is covered now. So you really had, like, that's whatever sport wanted to be on the front cover had to, like, really fight for it. And NBA had Michael Jordan come along, and everyone actually, like, cared. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go through it again. Uh, Steph Curry changed the threes. LeBron is LeBron. He did what he did. Uh, Allen Iverson, clothing, looks, uh, handles. 
And then Kobe Bryant was his mentality, the way he played basketball, uh, what he did as a human being. That really uh, gave a lot of people change. All right. That kind of wraps up. There's not really much else to talk about. Yeah, next right, time quick, we're on this, we'll I probably gotta do, a shout out. do um, drafts. First of all, let's see. Shout out to Tom Brady. Tom Brady, please come back. Like, I realize we need you now, so please, please, please come back. I can't, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> oh, I thought man. it was going to be a lot better than this, and just, uh, okay. All right, anyway, shout out to Tom Brady. Shout out to, shout out to um, whatever, Max Kellerman for recognizing Brady's greatness. Shout out to Dak Prescott. Like, I hope he gets better. That I was, that was not, like, that was really tragic seeing that. And it, it shows, I think, yeah, and, and, Andy, and Andy Dalton. I forgot about that. And I think, but I think, okay, this is, this is less relevant about the injury. But I think Dak Prescott, his respect went up because everyone's looking at, okay, well, now that Dak is gone, look at this team. Like, they lost 20, 22 to 3 against the football team. But anyway, shout out to Dak Prescott. Yeah. Hey, in our league, the one where you were saying you were going to win the championship, yeah, I, I, put I still won Don't disrespect. I still won. <laughs> Hey, hey, C.D. Lamb choked. He gave me 0. 0.1 uh, points. Chase Claypool gave me 0.8. I, yeah, he did that for me too, and I got put up. I was in, I'm in a league where I'm trying to, because I forget what the loser, the loser has to do something. That is story, I forgot what it is. Um, I'm in a league and I was playing the other, like, one seed in the divisions. And he beat me 132 to 86 because Chris Carson put up five points. Cleveland's defense put up two. Uh, Chase Claypool put up 0. 0.8. Uh, Chris Carson put up five. Ronald Jones put up 10. DK Metcalf put up four. So I'm still happy about that league. I mean, Kyler Murray put up 37. Antonio Gibson put up 18. Devontae Adams put up 44. Football coming next year. Tyler Lockett put up 53. All right, anyway, shout out to fantasy football players, I guess. All right, yeah, that, that just right, about wraps enjoyed, everything up. Hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Uh, I can't speak today. Banner 18 Nation forever. Yeah, yeah, we'll see you guys in probably two weeks, right. right? Two Mondays. Unless something yeah, major happens. Right. Like if, if there's a breakthrough in basketball or if something major happens, mm-hmm. we'll get on. But you, you guys on the drill. It's off, it's off season now. And until draft... Uh, yeah, until the draft and free agency, yep. you're doing every other two weeks. Cause, or not, yeah, every other week. Not much to talk yep. about, so. So, instead of saying peace, uh, happy Halloween, Thanks. and See stay you. healthy.